If you were somebody who is looking after a management system, if you were somebody who is internal in your organization, today is about going back to 101 principles and I'm going to ask you guys some questions that I really want you to think about because the core origins of business management systems and what we're talking about today relate to what I've got on the whiteboard right behind me this morning. So Luke is just playing with a little bit of the tech, so welcome back. Good session yesterday live here on YouTube and LinkedIn talking about sales and selling and influence. What we've got going on in the background is, if you haven't checked it out already, have a look at bestpractice.biz forward slash guides. So if you haven't picked up all of your free templates yet, please do so. Please grab those free templates. You just you click the button on the top right-hand side of the screen and you can download those guides to an editable document and you can turn them into a document for your organization. It's all there, it's all free, it's all set to go. We've got three more in production. I've got a finance one coming down the chute sitting in the factory at the moment. We're putting it together, the metaphorical factory of production. We've got a sales and business development manual coming. I'm gonna do a live stream next week on more sales and more business development for you guys. Um, and then we've also got, uh, I said finance, didn't I? And uh, I can't think of the other one right now because I've got a lot going on in my head. This is how to build a business management system. What I wanted to talk about today in terms of building a business management system is going back to 101. What are some of the very, very basic things that the original quality safety environment management systems were built to manage? We talk lots about risk. We talk lots about risk management. We talk lots about, you know, strategic, all those sorts of things and dashboards and org charts and job descriptions. And we get into all of that detail. But what we have to do sometimes is we have to go back to 101. Um, I'm reading, reading a really interesting book at the moment amongst the hundreds of books that I read, which is, uh, is um, the super question, which is how likely are you to refer us to friends and family? And that is the net promoter score question. Um, so uh, I forget the, exactly the name of the book, but it's Net Promoter Score 2.0. It's a revision. It was uh, republished in 2011. It turned up in the mail from one of the deliveries in the last couple of days, and I've opened it and I've started working my way through it. And really what the goal is of your organization at the very highest level is to have more people promoting your organization from your customer base and less detractors. So, so net promoter score is about the net number of people promoting you that, via word of mouth referral versus the net number of people detracting or saying don't use them because they're dodgy or don't use them because they're no good or don't use them because they're untrustworthy, those sorts of things. So it's about empowering the core people in your organization to be working closely with customers, delivering an amazing service, piling in tons of value and making your customers feel guilty because they feel like they're stealing from you. And that is the thing that I want you to be considering today. And the first part of building a business management system is how do you manage complaints? And a lot of people say, oh, you know, we just resolve the complaint and we move on. It's not about that. This is about understanding that if one person makes a complaint, it means that there's 10 people that are feeling friction and it means that there's 100 people not having a very good experience and there's 1,000 people that are not absolutely happy with your service. It's called Bird's Pyramid and it's the metrics of 1,000, 100, 10 to 1. So for every one, you need to be doing some preventative investigation and preventative action and preventative steps to go and find out who else are we doing this to because only one person spoke up. 
And I know that when I have a bad experience at a restaurant or if I have a bad experience from a takeaway perspective, like, you know, we've been doing a little bit of Uber Eats lately in our house because we haven't been eating out, but we've been ordering in. And if I don't like my experience from one of the restaurants or the takeaways that we order from, I'm not going to go back there. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to complain, but I'm not going to go back there. Then they're going to be wondering what happened to their business. But we're not getting any complaints. But when someone complains or they get the wrong dish, we fix that. Well, that's great. That's the person that spoke up. But what about the person who didn't speak up? So I want to ask you this question. How many of your customers right now for your organization are having a bad experience and not speaking up? And a good indicator of that would be how many of your customers had a bad experience in the last 12 months and spoke up? So I want you to multiply that number by 10. It's going to give you an indication of the numbers of customers that are not absolutely blown away and happy with your, your services that you're helping with. So that is something I want you to consider is when we're talking about complaints, how do you handle them? What are the corrective actions? You've obviously got to resolve the complaint for the customer. What are the corrective actions? But then what are the preventative actions? What are the, pre the preventative activities that you need to be doing to helping those customers and investigating in your organization? Then when you start talking about your business management system, what's the flow chart look like? We get a complaint, we investigate it, we start to look at who else we're upsetting, and we start to come up with a, a a short-term solution and a long-term solution, then this is the training that we need to give people. These are the changes we need to make to how we work. This is the, the, the new things that we need to monitor. This is the communication that needs to happen across the business. This is the change management program. And this is how we're going to lock in and cement in and concrete in the changes and improvements so that that doesn't happen again in the future. And that is really what the business management system's ultimate goal is, is to be helping your organisation. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about defects. What are the defects in your organization? What are the defects? And, and, and I bring this in from construction because you can go around a construction site, look for defects. You can go around a made product and look for defects. I want you to think about the defects in your organization, the things that are the gaps, the list, if you like. And it is important. And we talk about that a lot here at Best Practice. We talk about keeping an improvement register or a wish list. I like to call it the wish list which is the preventative things that you need to get around to improving, but you just can't afford to do it yet. You can't afford because you haven't got enough time, or you haven't got enough capital, or you haven't got enough expenses. So as we start to think about how we build the business management system, I want you to think short, medium, long-term improvements. That's your checklist. You must have a checklist for short, medium, and long. And, and, and you, you have not resolved a complaint until you've done a short-term fix. What's the medium-term fix and what's the long-term fix? Complaints are not resolved if you've just fixed the one complaint from a short-term perspective. I want you to think about defects. What's the short-term fix, the medium-term fix, the long-term fix? This is how you build out a business management system and you start to understand what the business management system is actually doing. And then from an issues perspective or a wish list, you know, I, I have, um, it's, it's a really funny thing, but like I have my routine that I go through every morning and it's often, you know, I, I'm, I'm up at 5 a.m., I'm getting in and I'm doing my study and my, I go through my morning routine and then when I get in the shower to get go through my uh, routine to get to work and get dressed and all that sort of stuff, I often have ideas and it's, and it's often the improvement ideas where I might say, oh, this thing's been causing me friction and it's an improvement I want to make to the organisation, the business, the process. And that's my wish list. And I write those things down. So I have a notebook that I always carry around. It's right here. I'll quickly show it to you um, if I can find it. It's 
It's right here in my trusty backpack. Here it is here. I've got this beautiful notebook, and it is full of, this is a new book, it's full of lists. You can see them there. There's the list. That's the wish list. That's the best practice wish list. I've got my meeting minutes at the back and my doodles and my scribbles. Each of the people I'm catching up with, that's my wish list right there. So a key part of the best practice business management system is actually that book. And there's hundreds and hundreds of those books. It's the secret to the success of best practice. I keep this book so I don't write lists. I don't do it electronically. It doesn't work. If you're finding that you're not getting through, you know, you know you're destined for bigger things, you know your organisation is destined for bigger things, I can guarantee you that when you keep a notebook like this, like I do, this is what gets us to the point we're at today. I don't do it electronically. I don't do it in spreadsheets. I don't do it in software. None of that shit works because people spend too much time playing with the toy and not enough time doing the doing. I didn't have to design the book. I didn't have to build the book. I didn't have to build the spreadsheet. I didn't have to build the software. I just have to, I need a good pen and I need a book and then I carry it around and it's with me at all times. I don't have to charge the battery. I don't have to worry about whether it's connected to the internet. None of that shit. I just write the fucking shit down and I get the shit done. And that's what I do between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. every morning. I do the hardest thing that I can possibly do to get everything to go forward. And then, you know, what we've been doing on a Wednesday and a Thursday is 10 o'clock is when I get on and talk to you guys. So the business management system, what it's doing is it's sitting there as the foundation to help you to keep improving the organization, keep running the organization, maintain and improve the customer's experience, maintain and improve safety performance, maintain and improve environmental performance, cybersecurity and performance, maintain and improve your risk management. But these are the pointy ends. If you're having accidents, you know, I can say here, accidents. If you're having accidents, what's the short-term fix? First aid, patch them up so they're not bleeding out on the ground, you know, if you've had an accident. What's the medium-term fix? What's the long-term fix? And this is, the, this is where people fall down. Every single organisation that I look at focuses short-term, thinks that's been resolved, right, I can move on, and there's no guarantees that it's not going to happen again in the future because there's been no change management program. And so when we start talking about, the, you know, the, the next part of what this is, the business management system is actually doing, it's really simple. It's who... What, when, where, and how, right? That's your checklist. That's your plan, if you like. This is your resolution. So for the short term, who's doing, who's fixing it? What are they doing? When are they doing it? Where are they doing it? How are they doing it? For the accident, short term, for the medium term resolution, Who's doing it? What are they doing? When are they doing it? Where are they doing it? How are they doing it? Who's responsible for it? For the long term, who's involved? What do they need to do? When are they doing it? Where are they doing it? How are they doing it? That's the business management system. We get too caught up in all these different policies and procedures and everything we need to do. All they are is different forms of communication because that's what all of this is about. It's just about communication because at the end of the day, this is all made up. All the documents, policies, procedures, all that sort of stuff. At the end of the day, we are humans, we are animals, we eat and we breathe and we're trying to keep each other alive and go forward and have a more comfortable life. And when we boil it down to that, we want to keep it really simple. So I want you to be thinking about this. What are the accidents? What are the complaints? What are the defects? What are the issues? What are the wish lists? What are the risks? What could go wrong? What are the goals? This is what the business management system does. What are our strategic goals? What's the short-term goal? What's the medium-term goal? What's the long-term goal? 
Who is doing it and responsible for it? What are they doing it? When are they doing it? Where are they doing it? How are they doing it? Chunk it down. Risks, goals, wish list, issues, defects, complaints, accidents on a short, medium, and a long-term basis. You can build yourself a matrix. I probably could have designed the whiteboard a little bit better for you guys, but that's what the business management system is doing. So then we can say, well, what's the corporate position on this? We can have a policy. So the CEO or the business leader or top management says, here's my corporate position. We can say, when are we going to check, formally check in on this to check we're getting some movement? We might do management review. We can do those elements of business management systems or ISO systems to say this is how we, we're keeping these, these things going. What might go wrong in the short term? What might go wrong in the medium term? What might go wrong in the long term? Those are the questions we can ask. So this is how I do it at best practice. I write myself a list. I sit down every day. We sit down quarterly with our team. We do our executive strategy. That's how we go through the process. That's what we do. And we use these simple principles and formulas to help us go forward. So, you know, I sat, we sit down every 12 weeks. I sat down 12 weeks with the team. I've been doing it for well over 10 years. We sit down and we have these conversations and we say, what could go wrong? And we, we, we didn't forecast this COVID-19 thing. I knew there was an economic collapse coming. I didn't realise that it would be now. I thought it might be sort of 12 months away when the process is getting ready for it. Um, and so what we've done is we've gone into, okay, we've just had a massive issue I've gone into war room general mode. That's was a little bit quiet a couple of weeks ago. And I de dealt with the short-term elements. Let's get the budget right. Let's not hemorrhage any cash. Let's get our expenses under control. Then we said, like, let's get our revenue under control. Now we're starting to look at our medium-term issues. And we're saying, okay, what are we going to do in a medium-term from a financial perspective? And then, then, then I've got my wish list. I want to do more live. I want to do more free content for you guys. I want to do more guides, more templates, more amazing value sitting on the bestpractice.biz website for you guys more blog articles. Alexi's writing two to three blog articles every day. Go check out the insights tab on the bestpractice.biz website. That is a news feed. We are looking at the, the business issues that are trending every day globally. And we're writing articles about that so that you can go to the bestpractice.biz website and you can see what's trending in business every day. Go to the website, bookmark it, and then you can see what's going on. Luke's taking a picture right now and he's going to post it live on the Instagram, bestpractice.biz and Cobasimit Instagram. What I just want to quickly show you now is that that cycle now is really simply overlaid with a really basic foundational principle. So, which is really simple. Don't waste too much time on this, but it's plan, do, and then review. And this is my version. There's the old plan, do, check, act. I'm a bit sick of that after talking about it for 20 years. So I just want you to do plan, do, review. You do your planning, have a crack at it, see how you went, basically. Where am I going to go? You know, this morning I dropped my car at the mechanic to get it serviced and then I walked from Brookvale up to the French's Forest so I did my plan. I had a bit of a look and actually wondered whether I could go a different way. So plan, do, review. You know you can all direct message me on LinkedIn. If you have got any questions, please direct message me on LinkedIn. At Kobe Simmons is my handle. Vanessa, if you wouldn't mind dropping my handle into um, the YouTube stream there so people can, in the comments on YouTube, um, if you wouldn't mind doing that, you guys know that you can all message me anytime with any question. I'm more than happy to help. So I hope that was helpful for you guys this morning. Think about that plan, do, review. And so that is really, in a nutshell, that's the business management system. That's what it's, you know, that's ultimately what it's trying to do 
and then we can start to think about the things that we want to improve. So we talk lots about, you know, the numbers and stats and those sorts of things. So we say, you know, from a right now in this COVID-19 crisis for lots of businesses, revenue is a big deal. So sales, you know, sales and revenue. I've been talking a lot about that lately. We can talk about profit. We use those principles to manage our profit. We can, you know, say how do we get organised? You know, if we're really struggling with sales, the business will be more inclined to take a little bit more risk in safety and a little bit more risk in cybersecurity. They're like, we can't afford to have really organised risk management and be really strategic and make an impact because we've got no sales and revenue. And this is what I've been talking about lately with the business hierarchy of needs, which is sales, profit, organised, um, uh, impact, and then legacy. You know, this, this is really important. I'm pivoting a little bit. Yes, I love talking about quality, safety, environment, but I'm seeing so many businesses that are really struggling from a sales perspective. Revenue is down 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, and even 100% in some cases with businesses. We have to be talking about that. That's why I'm pivoting the conversation for you guys. So, you know, we can use these management systems, this plan, do, check, review to manage our revenue, manage our profit, manage getting organised. Then we can sort of talk about impact and legacy later on. But in the business hierarchy of needs that we've been talking about right now, forget, you know, this massive impact you want to have on the world and, you know, change the world and save things. Focus right now on have you got enough sales to keep your company alive and your organisation alive so you don't have a mortality event. And I think that everybody should be pivoting to that and locking that down, getting that in concrete, getting good sales processes in place, good customer service, focusing on customers, focusing on people, and, and then getting moving, and then you can move to profitability, get profitability sorted. When you've got profitability, you can afford to be thinking about having an impact and legacy and doing great things out in the world. But right now, for the next six months, sales and profitability are the absolute focus to keep companies alive and keep everybody in employment. It's more important. You know, yes, you know, we can be all philosophical and be all politically correct and have amazing HR and culture systems, but if you don't have sales and profit right now for the next six months, then you're going to be nowhere. So, yes, culture is very important, but it is not more important than revenue and profit right now for the next six months. Um, and I love talking about culture and I, love, I think it's really important, but right now I want you guys to be really asking that question and drilling down and using your management systems, your business management systems, to make sure that sales is well under control, make sure profit is well under control, then we can be really philosophic about how we can improve our risk management. And yes, they go hand in hand, but it is something to be uh, to be really mindful of. Yes, so Mark, that's a good question, how risk management system can help in a time of a crisis like this. Risk management system is, you know, really simple is, you know, what are the risks, you know, what are the risks that you can have to your customer? What are the, what are the risks that your customer is going to, it's hard to get customers, right? Like we, we've seen it, lots of commercial buyers Lots of commercial buyers are slowing down. There's not a lot of confidence in the business community. So your risk management system needs to be saying what first risk is, what is the risk that our customers don't buy anything from us next month? You know, we, we are in May right now. Your risk management system needs to say, are our customers going to buy from us in June? Are our customers going to buy from us in August? That is the most important risk to be managing right now. If our customers buy from us, is there going to be any profit in that for us? Are we just are we just buying work to do revenue? 
you know, and yes, it's important to be thinking about your risks with OHS and safety, you know, workplace health and safety. It's important to be thinking about your environmental issues. But the most important risk that your risk management system needs to manage right now is revenue and profitability. You know, and, and they're they're equally this business, um, you know, this this building that I'm in, the other business, the family business, that's the other part that I've been talking about uh, at the back of this, had a huge order yesterday. This or you know, this business is doing very well. So we need to go out there and we need to manage OHS, we need to manage fatigue, we need to manage culture. Everyone's working very, very hard. Everyone's very grateful for having a job when lots of their friends have lost their jobs. So from a risk management, risk management perspective, that is important. But there are also a bunch of people banging on the door saying, I will work for you cheaper than that guy. And we're sitting here and saying, okay, well, that's important. We're trying to keep people employed. But at the same time, we're trying to protect the business's profitability as well. And people are walking up and they're saying, you know, we want to work. We don't have a job. I'll work cheaper than that guy. So there's a bit of competition and that, that becomes an employer's marketplace. You know, that is starting to happen over the next six months. Here in this country, we're forecasting 10% unemployment. So there are people entering the marketplace that don't have a job. They're prepared to work cheaper. So for those of you out there that are demanding, you know, demanding the pay that you were getting six months ago, be very careful that you don't price yourself out of the market if you're an employee. And then if you're a business, be very careful you don't price yourself out of the market. This company here has got competitors that don't have any work and they are going to our customers and saying, we will do the work cheaper. So it's very, very tense out there. So your risk management system needs to say, what if a competitor offers our customers a cheaper price? So your risk management system needs to investigate that. And your risk is about identifying, you know, identify risk, assess the risk, uh, and then it says prioritize risk. Control risk and then monitor risk. Now, really simple risk, you know, they're, they're different, you know, ISO 31000, the risk management standard. You know, you can look to different risk management systems, but this is it in a nutshell. Keep it simple. What are the risks you've got? What could go wrong? What are the issues that are going to come up? Start assessing that, talking about that, have a conversation about that. Um, prioritize the risk, control the risk, monitor the risk. That's what this is all about. Can you draw a graph for your monitoring? You know, down here with your monitoring of your risk. What does your graph look like? What does your dashboard look like? What do you need to have conversations about? Right now in this crisis, Mark, last, last point to make about your question there is what I want you to be thinking about, Mark, is over-communication right now. In this crisis right now, Leadership team, management team is over communication about what could go wrong, what do we need to monitor, what do we need to manage, and pivot to be making sure that you're focusing on revenue and profitability and customers. When I say revenue, I mean focus on customers. And, you know, I have had a bunch of phone calls from suppliers that I don't use anymore call me. And they're calling me now and they're saying, Oh, are you okay? I'm just checking in on you. I was like, Why didn't you call me six months ago when I had a complaint about your service? I'm not going to use them. And so they're like, real, they're really struggling. They're saying, you know, I just want to check in with you. You know, what business is going on? How's it going in your business? I'm like, yeah, you didn't pay me any attention six months ago. I'm guilty of that too. You know, we're saying, I'm saying to our team, make sure we call everybody, make sure we check in on everybody. But I'm also saying, here's more stuff from me for free. Here's more stuff that we can do. I want to help you guys. And that's what I'm doing, getting on the front foot. So I hope that helped you, Mark. 
Do me one favor, hit the like button, smash that like button on LinkedIn. It's quite entertaining. You can hit that like button lots and lots and lots of times um, there on the feed. So you got a, you got a hand clap and an applause. You got a heart. You got a light bulb down there at the bottom of LinkedIn. I appreciate that. So um, if this video was helpful, please comment yes or no, it wasn't helpful. I won't take offense to it, but it's just a little reminder about your business management system and what it's there to do in a crisis like it is right now in 2009. There we go. Someone's hitting that like button on LinkedIn. Hit, hit that. There we go. Appreciate that. And so um, if you are watching on LinkedIn, hit that like button. I really appreciate that. I can see a bit of traction there on the dashboard. Uh, if you haven't got any questions, please ask. But this really was just a little reminder for you guys to think about your business management system, think about what it's all about, what it's meant to do, how it's meant to help you. If it's not doing these things and it's not helping you, now is the time to reset. I want you to think about June. We got May. So today's the 7th of May here in Sydney, Australia. I want you to think about what is happening for the rest of May. What could go wrong in the rest of May? We've got three weeks left of the month. Uh, we're going to have the 31st of May is the end of the month. I want you to think about through May, what could go wrong? Could you lose some customers? Could you not win some deals? Could you have an accident? Could you have an environmental issue? Uh, I want you to think about that sort of stuff. And then I want you to start thinking about June. What could go wrong in June? What is some of the issues that you might have in June? I want you to think about that. So May and June, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Don't go out further than 12 weeks. 12 weeks, one quarter, do the 90-day sprint. Now, the second thing I want you to think about in your organization, what is your goal? What is the revenue goal for this month? What is the profit goal for this month? If you don't know, if you're not involved in it, get involved in it so you can work out if your company is going to continue to survive. You have got value to add. You've got a business management system that you're part of. You've got knowledge. You've got skills. Get in and make sure that your knowledge and your skills are being used right now to keep your company alive and help your leadership. If you're, the, if you're the person at the top, like Stan is, you know, if you're somebody who's integral in a business like Ronaldo is there, you know, for the guys watching there, the people that I do know that are watching, get involved, get close to the leaders and say, hey, I appreciate it's really tough right now. Tell me what you would like me to focus on or what if I focus on this? You might need to do a little pivot. Lots of businesses are pivoting. You need to pivot too to make sure that you're managing the most important risks. The most important risk right now is company survival. And it's, it's how do we grind ourselves out of this, recovering the losses that have been made for some organisations, getting more organised for the businesses that are going quite well. And that is, you know, thinking about where you need to pay your attention. It might need mean that you need to be uncomfortable. I was fucking uncomfortable six weeks ago as, this, as my business best practice was having a bit of a crisis. We weren't ready for this. And I was fucking uncomfortable. I had to have some uncomfortable conversations you will need to do that too. This has affected everybody and it's now more than ever that you need to go to your business and say, tell me exactly the number, tell me exactly the thing that I need to be focusing on. I think it's this, but tell me if my hypothesis is correct so that we can ensure that we work very closely as a team to focus on the right things to get us out of this hole. So please deploy your skills and experience. It's unethical of you not to do that to get in and help your team and use these principles I've been talking about this morning. So I know it's a bit of a, hey guys, let's get going. We can get through this, but we'll only get through this if we're not happy, fat and lazy. We need to stop being happy, fat and lazy. And then we need to actually focus on what we're doing, motivate ourselves to focus on the right things. And then we will get through this. And that's what I did last month. I got in and I said, right, I need to get control of my expenses. And I went through and got control of my expenses. I need to get, to get control of my revenue. 
what is going on with my revenue? And I did a really simple spreadsheet and I said, right, what accidents could we have? What incidents could we have? I sent an ergonomics email out to my team this week and I said, let me know if you're working from home and you're uncomfortable. I don't, you know, we need to make sure your ergonomics at home is right. But I could only do that after I got control of my expenses. I could only do that after I got control of my revenue. Then I went, right, what's going on with ergonomics? What's going on with psychological stress in my team? Is anybody upset? Reach out to me, have a conversation. If you're stressed, if you're worried, call me, let's talk through it. I've been working on that, but you can see that I couldn't do that if we had a mortality event. So we are under control. We are going forward. We've, we've gone, you know, we've got a fancy five-star office. Let's get rid of the fancy five-star office. We weren't on a lease. We were on month to month. For those of you wondering what happened, we went, you know what? No one's been in our office, that office down there for eight weeks. We've saved ourselves over $50,000 by just not having something that we weren't going to use anyway, and we're on month to month. So unfortunately, it's a bit of bad luck for our landlord, but I prefer to get rid of the landlord than staff because I love my team members. My landlord was causing me friction. The suppliers that we had that we were using that were causing me friction, I'm not doing business with them. So that's something that I want you to consider. Very simple risk management system. Identify risk, assess risk, prioritize risk, control risk, monitor risk. Luke is taking a photo of that posting that up on the Instagram. Any questions? If you haven't got any questions, hit that like button. That's a wrap. If there was somebody that you would like to hear what I said today in your team, do me a favor on LinkedIn, tag them in the comments. You just type at their name, they'll come up on LinkedIn, tag them on LinkedIn. If there's people that need to hear this, people that need to start watching what I've got to offer, I will see everybody six days from now. We're gonna go live next Wednesday next Thursday, Sydney, Australia time, Australian Eastern Standard Time, same time, same place, next Wednesday, Thursday. If you've got any questions for me, if you want to have a chat, if you want to reach out to me, send me a direct message. I've got some spare time tomorrow to catch up with people and talk to people. Happy to shoot the breeze, have a conversation. As always, if you don't see me out there, which you won't because we're in lockdown, you'll definitely see me next time right here on Best Practice TV. Bye for now.